Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan. Well, thank you for downloading the podcast. Certainly appreciate you listening to the Songwriter Connection as we approach 20,000 downloads. And that's all thanks to you sharing it on the socials and uh, and listening in. We certainly appreciate it here in Nashville, Tennessee. And for the first time around the dining room table, we've got a band. And we're going to have a fun session today. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Appreciate it very much. Um, first, before we get there, I want to thank uh, Nancy Deckett and our friends at Discover Sooner. DiscoverSooner.com. If maybe you're a songwriter looking for people to collaborate with. Maybe you want to take your songs to the next level. They're the kind of folks that can help you do that. Introduce you to other songwriters and publishers here in this town. Uh, it's just a simple um, download. Just I mean, not a download, but it's just a simple Google. Discover Sooner. And better yet, just type it into your your engine there what do you call that top line there <laughs> you tell how click how uh, how very technical i am right just type in discoversooner.com and you're going to find them uh join them be part of that community uh you're going to have a good time they have these um, uh, sessions every month where they talk with with publishers and in other writers and they just bring you along so we thank them because they're one of our sponsors here in season two and nancy deckett was featured in season two i think it was the second episode so if you want to find out more about her and discover sooner uh, please check that out, uh, as well as all the other episodes that are out there. Season one, and now here we are uh, on season uh, two. I think this is episode 15, something like that, 14 or 15. Who's counting? Not me. <laughs> Certainly. I just have fun sitting here in front of the microphone around the dining room table. And today's guest, you know, whenever you see this on a bill, you know you're going to have fun when you go to see the Nashville Pie Holes. They are here. Well, most all of them anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nashville Pie Holes. Let's, let's have a song. One. Two, a one, two, three, four. Here most every night, best years of my life. These songs tell my story. So when it's time for glory, got one request. Yard, like a steel guitar in a honky tonk. 
Our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Ah, uh, you know, if you're thinking, was I hearing an accordion? You were. <laughs> That's Joe uh, first over there on the accordion, providing the music. On lead guitar, we've got Howie Moskovitz, and what a player! I mean, I, like most really great guitar players that I've known, he uh, not only has fun, but he makes it look easy, doesn't he? Uh, on drums, we've got Max Hutchinson, and uh, good to have you here, Max. And uh, and singing the love when you go see the pie holes, one of the things you notice right away is the the very attractive, very talented um, who just commands the stage, Annette Barkley. Thank you, Annette, for being here. Thanks, Dave. Good Thank to see you. you. And you're That's a sweet. Southern girl, I understand. Southern Ontario, Southern Canada. Ontario. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How long you been in Nashville? It was 20 years, September 7th wow. of this year. 20 years. You know, what I, you know what I love about you guys? We've talked a lot about on this show about how I hate to put people into genres. You know, people, say, people always say, what kind of music do you play? And I hate that question. Don't you? It's, I, my, my pan answer these days has been, uh, hopefully good music, that's up to you, you know? I don't want, you know, how do you put in categories? I think it's for the record companies and the marketing people. They can do all that. And so what I really love is when we get artists that blaze their own trail. Like uh, in season one, we had Olivia Francis, who calls her Sunshine Story Pop, which she does. And it fits her perfectly. And um, from uh, from the Austin music scene, just recently moved uh, to Nashville, uh, Jamie Harris was on in, in season one. And she is Folk pop is what she calls what she does, and it's perfect. And you guys, they see in your bio, you describe yourself as retro, twangy, country, punk, hillbilly. I love it. I love it. And then you say, uh, we're Stonesy and Jonesy. That's perfect. That, that's just that's just perfect. Yeah, a little Stonesy, little Jonesy. Yeah. Little, little Stonesy, yeah. little Jonesy. Yeah. yeah, we love both of them. <laughs> At least for the medium tempo stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So and you're all songwriters, like yeah. all producers yeah. and... Yeah. Yeah. So, how'd y'all get together? Well, uh, Max was the first one to move to Nashville. I moved here Halloween night 92. 92. And then Nettie moved here like four days before 9-11. Oh, wow. And then um, she came down here to be a, a songwriter. Um, and the, it, it took her a while to get started because she, she kept, uh, there were all these other distractions. But anyway, she and I started, um, you know, putting demos together of her songs and that was kind of where the original Piehole songs came from. But this was before we knew Howie or Joe or anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the songs had their had their germination just as demos um, that Nettie meant to pitch. But then Nettie ran into uh, Kim Williams' daughter, Amanda Williams. Oh, she's lovely. Wonderful. Yeah, and Amanda yeah. said, Nettie, it's like, you need to be the artist because no one's going to be a better salesman for these than you. Mm-hmm. And Nettie had really no pretensions to being an artist at all. 
Um, but she kind of took Amanda's advice and it just evolved from there to where we are today. Wow. So Max decided to play snare drum because he's a drummer. So he decided right. to play snare drum on, so it was just us two. So As a we, duo. So we just did snare drum and guitar and I would sing and that was that. And then we met Howie and he came down as a songwriter and producer um, on several trips and we met him through another friend and uh, he came from Toronto and so we just decided to get together and I knew he was a great guitar player so oh, I said is. hey you want to be in a band <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of roped him in and we yeah had a very few songs to start with and we kind of did it slowly as far as yeah, we had a, we building up a, a two or three songs, two or three songs. Now, playing did you, once or twice a year and yeah. then, like you know I mean you know seriously then until it, evolved it, into it kind of yeah. evolved into something and we didn't have a bass player for the longest time and then we did and then we sometimes don't and he is not with us today he's no, he, uh, on the road with uh, Bernie Nelson? In, I'm not sure right. if he's That's in Texas or... Texas, yeah. yeah. He's in Texas with Bernie. And that's Bob Nichols? Uh, Nobles. Bob Nobles. Yeah. Nobles, yeah. Yes. I said Nichols, I meant Nobles. Yeah. I thought, the mighty Bob. Get my age, you, you, yeah. Yeah. Come on. you think one thing, say another. Yeah. 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 I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're thinking. <laughs> At least yeah. I'm thinking. How, did you guys know each other in Canada before no. you came here? No. I pitched stuff to him because he was working at A&M Records and I was doing Back it. Back in the Max. 80s. I knew of Howie through the 80s mm-hmm. and, and we know hundreds of the same people but I had never met him. Uh-huh. But then our mutual friend who I'd also never met, I'd, I'd gone to school with her husband, she came down one trip and I opened it, she knocks on the office door and I open it and she goes, hi, it's Jen, this is our friend. She goes, and this is Howie Moskovich. I'm going, oh, you're Howie. Because I'd heard. <laughs> You'd heard of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had, ba- I was in ba- several bands, like five or so at a time in the Toronto scene. Like, and yeah. and uh, he was doing the other thing. And on the, I was doing AR. On, on the other side of the desk. And every once in a while, I would send him either that stuff that I was pitching, the pop material I was doing, or he knew of the bands that I was playing in because some of them were, you know. Because how you also produce um, a lot of pop and hip hop music, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, with a company called well, I have a company called Radio Intimate Productions that Radio. does that, um, and I also have a company yeah. called a Made to Order Music that's now since the pandemic, where a lot of our musician people are mm-hmm. unfortunately not doing their songs and not doing as much production because they've been hit hard, you know, economically. So I've been yeah. uh, actually going to the regular sector and um, doing some production and podcast themes and stuff for Great. people who are you know in a associations and businesses and uh, entrepreneurs and speakers, etc. Very cool. So. Yeah. Very lucrative stuff too. And Max, you came up with the music industry. You an A&R with who? A&M Records. A&M Records. Back in the day. Ah, A&M. I, yeah, wow. I was there when we conquered the world with Brian Adams. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wow. Brian Adams, another Canadian artist. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, but but it was a, but that was a funny story too because I prior to that I've been playing in punk bands, you know. So I went from playing urinals in Toronto to, to partying with Supertramp. You know? oh, wow! <laughs> I still love Supertramp. And yeah, now we're playing urinals in Nashville. That's right. That's right. All different class of urinals, right? That's right. That's right. But then uh, they have a different accent. But in, in the late eighties, hey. Poly, Polygram bought A and M, so there was a you know an employee bloodbath as, uh, as yeah. Polygram just cleaned house. Yeah. So I went to work for Canadian icon Anne Murray, and Anne they, Murray. they hired me to start her to sort of reactivate her dormant publishing division, uh-huh. and that's what moved me to Nashville. Uh-huh. And then from there, I went to work for legendary songwriter Kim Williams. Well, Amanda's dad. You know what? And I'll tell you, if you don't know who Kim Williams is, Google that man. Uh, what a great songwriter and what a great person he was. Incredible. Yeah. 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 Both his. Yep. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary. So, so yep. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate. And uh, after that, I worked with um, 
the producer Clyde Brooks and Marty Brown. Mm -hmm. And for for the past uh, almost two decades, I've been pitching Jason Matthews. So, you know, I love Jason. And when I I used to do the show uh, in Cincinnati on, on TV. Uh, right. It was called the Nashville uh, Songwriter right. Connection then, and uh, he came up, was on the show, and it was one of my favorite shows that we, we did. Well, D- Dave, I, I mean, I feel like incredibly fortunate to have worked with Kim Williams, Marty Brown, and Jason Matthews, because I, I feel those are three of the best writers ever to hit Music Row. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. They're fantastic. Yeah. So that, yeah. They're, they're the, they've all been a huge inspiration. Oh, I'll bet. And, uh, yeah. and, and, the, you know, and Jason continues to inspire me, because he's, yeah. he's a writing beast. He is. He's a monster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just extremely talented. Yes. And has written some great songs. Yeah. Again, Google him. <laughs> You're going to find out. Yeah. And maybe someday we'll get him on the show here. Uh, we did it on TV. Maybe we could do it on a podcast version with him. Right. So if like, you see him, drop that in his ear. Okay. Well, I will. I will. <laughs> anyway, so for me, it's come full circle, right? Mm-hmm. I've come to playing from playing drums in punk bands to playing <laughs> drums again. It's beautiful. I feel like I've come home after this weird detour <laughs> through the machinery of the industry. I feel the same way with me. You know, I did uh, 40 years in radio. Right. Uh, I ended up uh, selling luxury cars for the last few years of my <laughs> career. And uh, now I do what I like. I do a couple of radio shows and I, and I, and I just love this podcast. It's my favorite thing has always been interviewing, uh, you okay. know, the artists. And, and you get to play guitar. And you get to play guitar, write songs. That's, that's yeah. what I do. I love this town. You know, you talked about Anne Marie. You worked with her. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a, here's my Anne Marie story for you. Um, I was uh, working with a radio station in Cincinnati. And so she was playing um, the, the, the big uh, venue there, uh, the outdoor uh, concert. And uh, uh, I only got to bring her on, but I also had to bring uh, listeners that won a contest to meet her. And I had never met her before, right? So um, I'm there with the listeners, and my wife, Patty, is, is with me too. And we introduce everybody around except for Patty. She's standing next to me. And Patty goes, I'm Dave's wife, Patty. And she shakes Anne Marie's hand. And she goes, and you didn't introduce your wife. And, you know, and Anne at the time um, had this real low oh, yeah. cigarette voice. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So... Uh, my, by Anne. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Uh, the lady that introduced the opening act was one of her disc jockeys, and she comes back out, and she says, oh, it's a, that's a weird crowd out there today. And Anne goes, don't worry, honey, we're going to kick their ass. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe Anne Murray saying know, that, you know? know. <laughs> oh, she's a hoot. I just yeah. read her book, her, All of Me. Yeah. Anne Murray autobiography is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we bet. were at her management company's Christmas party one year, and uh, after the meal, you know, those of us who smoke sort of snuck into the side room to sneak a cigarette. And Anne walks in, and we're all like, hands fixed. And she goes, has anybody got a cigarette? And like, 20 hands go like this with a pack of cigarettes. And she goes, I want a good one. I don't want one of those pussy cigarettes. <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah. Anne Murray. I know. A little good news today. Yeah. yeah exactly. Snowbird, take me with you. Yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's pretty amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> she really is. How about another song, guys? You ready right. for another one? Yep. L- let's do it, man. All right. You've got a new CD out, by the way. It's called Show Me the Pie. I, I love it. And you came today with pie. Wait, so homemade. I love you guys even more. Homemade. <laughs> homemade yeah, pie. Yeah. She even yeah. the dough. <laughs> ah, yes. I love it. The Nashville Pie Holes, everybody, on the Songwriter Connection. My brother Sam is a businessman. He wears a suit and tie. But changes into overalls when he gets home at night. He may run a company, but he carries his lunch in a bag. 
Yeah, he's just a redneck in drag. Bill wears a pure white jacket, working at the pharmacy. I've known Bill all my life. He went to school with me. When he gets home, he'll grab a beer and roll a smoke out back. Yeah, he's just a redneck in drag. A redneck in drag looks like anybody else. I don't want to brag, but I'm kind of one myself. I like to hunt and love the fish. I still salute the flag. Yeah, I'm just a redneck in drag. Stop. I was paying for my gas She was dressed in silk and pearls Pumping on a jack She said I may look like a lady But I can fix a flat I guess I'm just a redneck in drag A redneck in drag Looks like anybody else I don't want to brag But I'm kind of one myself I go to church on Sunday on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Blistering guitar solos from Howie over there. Sounding really good, Annette, singing uh, lead Thank there. You. you wrote that song with Jan Buckingham, huh? Yes, Jan Buckingham. She is a rock star songwriter. She is. She really is. She was on the show just a few weeks back. I loved it. I yeah. listened to it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, love her. I learned some stuff about her I didn't know. Yeah, me yeah, too. She had stories. She you know? I, I thought I heard them all, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, tell us your story. Now, I know songwriting, and you, you Southern Ontario, Canada, but you moved out west um, to Calgary, mm-hmm. was it? And that's, country music's big out there, isn't it? Huge. 
Yeah. yeah you get the Calgary Stampede and everything. Yeah. And yep. Yep. So, yeah. uh, did you really just get into that music scene there? And yeah. Um, well, I've always listened to country. You know, yeah. I grew up on country and bluegrass, and of course, you know, through high school, rock and roll or everything. Uh-huh. So um, when I moved yeah. out west, um, I, I fell in love with the mountains, of course. Ooh, yeah. um, but I was taking some guitar lessons. I, I played guitar long for a long time, but I didn't really know theory or lead. You know, I just learned yeah. cover songs and chord progressions and so forth. So I took some lessons, and my guitar teacher, I said to him, you know, I was listening to CMT today, and those songs in there, some of them really suck. <laughs> and he said, I said, I could write better ones. He said, well, why don't you? Well, so I said, yeah. So I just started writing songs, and I really got into it. And nice. so he produced my first um demo song first song that I wrote called Honky Tonk Queen wow and he played he had a little drum machine we had four tracks and he had a little drum machine he put that and played bass and lead guitar and rhythm guitar and I sang on it and we started pitching that little song and um, so when Fanfare came along back in the day we called it Fanfare so in 95 I came to Fanfare for the first time and I brought my box of tapes mm-hmm. <laughs> my cassette tape with my one song <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, saw, I thought yeah I'll go to this Fanfare and all the artists they'll have little buckets I can just drop my tape in didn't work that way no <laughs> <laughs> didn't know they said no no we can't take them you know we can't take unsolicited material so I went down to Sony Music on Music Row and I walked in there um, and I said hey Brave. here's my tape and they said oh no we don't do it that way and so they said you see that little house over there across the street this is when the NSA I used to be across the street from that. Sony and they said that you have to go over there and they'll help you so I did and I learned a lot from NSAI I joined, oh, you know, was there for 10 years, and they did a lot of good things. We have talked about NSAI on the show before. And again, if you're an upcoming songwriter, I cannot uh, stress to you enough the importance of NSAI, National Songwriters Association International. There are chapters all over the world. Everywhere, including yeah. Toronto. Including yeah. Toronto, that's right. And probably Vancouver and Los Angeles and mm-hmm. New yeah. York, et cetera. So like it's a great organization. Uh, so if you're thinking about getting into the songwriting, I, I, I really suggest you start there. Yeah. You know. Um, the TSA yeah. is another one too that yeah. I belong to, and uh, they're great too. They're very encouraging. Ten, you know, Tennessee Songwriters, support, yeah, Tennessee yes. Songwriters Association International (TSAI), mm-hmm. uh, very supportive, uh, very encouraging. So um, good people, yeah. really good, yeah, yeah, and some great songwriters affiliated. Oh there. yeah. Sometimes you have to break the rules, though. Yeah, yeah sometimes. I mean, you like do. I mean, you can get they will tell you, and if you sometimes go by their mm-hmm. you know Bible of how you should get <laughs> things should get done, you might be waiting twelve years yeah. and find that nothing has happened at all, and it probably yeah. will never happen. Yeah. And so you know, uh, you know, there's a good. I mean, there are other people who have given me advice here besides you know them and, mm-hmm. and Ralph Murphy. I mean, you only get a first chance, one chance to make a first impression. So yes, you come down and be best to like check these things out and to understand what you know yeah. who's listening, how to get in, what you should be doing to get there. Right. But after a certain point, you might want to start pushing your own. You know what I mean? And be un-Canadian in the week. <laughs> and you know actually be a little pushy to get into offices because you will never get in there unless yeah. you actually start you know taking some initiative on your own. So. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, so, some, you know, so there's really good advice to be taken and to like to hold your guns when you get here mm-hmm. and to you know find out stuff but at some point you got to have you know your own strategy because uh, otherwise you're going to be in yeah. a hole like 
group of people that's just sitting there waiting for something to happen. You, you, you get into that trap of like, uh, we want something different, but yet the same. That's right. <laughs> right. So, so you've got to learn the rules before you can start breaking them, that's right? right? Well, oh, yeah. that's too far out there. You know? Well, no, I mean, the idea, yeah. for instance, like we want tempo is like the idea yeah. that we never want ballads, but you know, how do all all artists break on ballads pretty much? You pretty know? much, yeah. You know what I mean? song, like, yeah. You know, their biggest song usually yeah. is like, you know, I mean, even Elton John, you know what I mean, was, yeah. you know, my song or whatever. Your yeah. song. Yeah. Your song. Your song. Song, yeah. You know, but I mean, like, you know, but just generally, I mean, people, yeah. you know, so, but it's always you're told no, no, yeah. no, because don't so- write the ballads because the artists will write that. You know, we want we want tempo hits. OK, that's good. <laughs> Up tempo with meat is what I got. Up tempo with meat. meat. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I would suggest listening to the Eagles. I mean, like they're really they're really good at that. They yeah, had a great, very good. numerous hits that were up tempo with meat. I saw one pitch uh, the other day. They wanted uh, up tempo. Um, nothing about dirt roads or whiskey. We've got enough of those. Right. <laughs> or the end of the where the where the cement hits the dirt. Road. Yeah, where the dirt. Where, they, yeah. where, they, where the road ends. Yeah. Uh, or the woman with the feet up on top of the dashboard and her hair blowing back in the wind. Absolutely. Uh, singing Leonard Skinner songs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> How about another song, guys? I'd love to hear another one. Okay. Yeah. You want to do the last word? Sure. Oh, the last word. Is that okay? I, before you play this, yeah, sure, it's okay. I, I love this song. Okay. And um, Jan Buckingham, we were talking about on the show just a couple weeks ago, um, <laughs> she says... Uh, she just told me about this song, and she before she left, she played it for me, and I was dying. And then I found your version online. By the way, look these guys up, Nashville Pie Holes. You will see videos online. They have their own web page, too. Right? It's, um, NashvillePieHoles.com. That's uh, what I would call it, too, NashvillePieHoles.com. <laughs> By the way, how'd you get the name? Is there a story behind that? Well, um, we love this expression, shut your pie hole. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to distinguish ourselves from the Pacific... Well, we thought, what if there are other groups out there whose name is the Pie Holes? And I always liked groups that had an identifier like the UK Subs, you know, or, or George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers, you know. So I said, well, let's call ourselves the Nashville Pie Holes just in case there's like a Poughkeepsie Pie Holes or a Cedar Rapids Pie Holes. Or a Paducah Pie Holes. Exactly. Paducah. Right. Paducah. And we bake pies. I, and, I, I bake pies. Man, I cannot wait so, to lay into that pie. What kind of pie was it? Pumpkin. Oh, oh yeah. Seasonal. Oh, yeah, Seasonal man. and seasoned. That's it. <laughs> so, and, and just before we play this song, just know that uh, Nettie and I were writing songs with Jan one day, and we, we wrote three in one day. We'd finished two. Oh, my god! We got two done, and then Jan said, I've got this crazy idea, and no one will write it with me. Oh. And she threw out the la- the idea for the last word, and we said, we'll write that with you. The last word. It's so yeah. What a hook. This is clever. This is a hit right okay. here. Nashville Pie Holes, <laughs> a Songwriter Connection. Made me a happy girl Cause the last word in happiness Is penis Penis I've learned that from experience So listen girls It don't take a genius To know the last word in happiness Is 
a guy who was rich, but I turned into a bitch Cause he didn't have what I needed Another bow smart, but couldn't win my heart Only one guy succeeded Cause the last word in happiness is penis Penis! clever as can be because it really is the last word in happiness <laughs> and the first word is ha <laughs> jan buckingham what a genius yes she is. Uh, yes if you've not heard her podcast just a couple episodes back and listening because she's really something yeah, else written great. a lot of great songs so we have not heard much from you today you're the, you're the accordion player so uh tell us a little bit about yourself Understand you were a teacher for a while? Music teacher? Uh, uh, you got to lean into that mic a little bit, by the way. I taught at uh, elementary. Swing around. Yeah? Swing to Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can move it around. Special sure. treatment. All right. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. um, I was a elementary music teacher for 30 years down in uh, Gainesville, Florida, and then St. Petersburg, Florida. And uh, Is that where I, you grew up in Florida? Is that- uh, I was actually born in Washington, D.C., but my parents moved to mm-hmm. uh, Miami when I was... Uh, eight months old so Miami is my experience in wow. life and uh, yeah lived in many places since but uh, finally ended up uh, getting a degree in music education at the University of Florida in Gainesville and stayed there and taught for 10 years and wow. then moved to St. Pete and taught there for 20 years and uh, got done and said well I, what am I going to do I don't fish you know <laughs> and uh, so I moved to Nashville instead but I do like to make stuff up you know yeah I like to say uh, it's I was brought up to believe it's not nice to lie, but uh, 
you know, songwriting kind of gives me a way I can still make stuff up. Great. So you still write a lot, huh? I like to, yeah. Yeah. And what kind of other instruments do you play besides accordion? Uh, piano was my main instrument. Yeah. Uh, to get a music education degree, you got to learn every instrument in sure. the orchestra. You do. Um, yeah. It's uh, your K through 12 certification. So uh, mm-hmm. I can make a few songs out of anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, piano was, I was a piano major. And this actually was. Uh, put upon me by a guy from the air conditioning maintenance crew in the Pinellas County school system who said, my wife has this accordion and she doesn't play it anymore and we can't find a good price for it. And I thought, I wish I had the money, I'd buy it. And one day he just gave it to me. So. Wow. <laughs> it's a beautiful instrument. It it really I is. love it. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I was, uh, Howie's been living with me for a while now and uh, he was going down to play a show with uh, the Nashville Pie Holes and I said, oh, I'll go along. You know, yesterday's treasures today. Mm-hmm. And we, I get there and Dixon, I'm just okay. walking around looking at things. And Annette sees me and goes, Joe, where's your accordion? And I said, I'm not in the band. I just uh, came to watch you all play. And so we found one at the uh, antique place there. And uh, Is that where the video for um, One man's uh, one yes. Woman's Trash? Yes. yes. Is that where you yeah. was shot? Yeah. Yes. You guys had a blast on that. They looked like it was, it was fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. I ended up, uh, they... Let me come all the time since. So. Wow, that's great. <laughs> we call it the box full of harmonicas. <laughs> that's a I've never heard that before. You, you but took that's... it apart. You you know why I <laughs> call it that? Yeah. Oh yeah, the chest Steinway. <laughs> I like that too. That's, that's, that's very my good. favorite. Yeah, that's good. And Joe, uh, being in Miami, he he's known his his name. Miami name is. Jose Primera. Yeah. Jose Primera. <laughs> Cuban kids used to make fun of me and call me that. And, you know, just to get him back, I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. So I use it sometimes <laughs> down there. <laughs> That's a good stage name, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jose in the pie holes. Right. There we go. Jose Primera. <laughs> Primera. Yeah. Very cool. How about another one? Okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know how you're going to top the last yeah, word in happiness. <laughs> All right, a little tequila, tobacco, and beer. Another another Jan Buckingham song. Oh, Jan Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do we have here in the middle of the Smokies? Something that goes well with a little karaoke. Things get tough and it gets rough and just too much to bear. Nothing like this antidote when life ain't fair. Tequila, tobacco, and beer. That's what we like around here. Every little shooter goes down a little smoother. Listening to Rakuter or something really weird. The more we drink, the better it sounds. We'll light one up, pass it around. The secret of life is crystal clear.
little something Life wouldn't be worth living We'd all be up a creek without our understanding Men and women, we get loose Stoned as a goose, they don't mind at all Nothing like some Jose Gold Take the edge right off Tequila, tobacco, and beer That's what we like around here Every little shooter goes down a little smoother Listening to Rakuter or something really weird The more we drink, the better it sounds We'll light one up, pass it around The secret life is crystal clear Tequila, tobacco, and beer Nashville Pie Holes. <laughs> Thank you. Song co-written by Jan Buckingham, a previous guest on our podcast. How he just smoked. I was mesmerized by the lead on that song. I was just watching your fingers, and at no time did they leave your hands, which was incredible. <laughs> How long have you been playing in that thing? <laughs> a few years. A few years? Yeah. When did you start? I started guitar when I was 12. 12? played uh, piano when I was six. Wow. So piano was the first instrument, but I sort of surpassed technically and but I do play keyboards all the time. Let me ask you, do you think it's easier to pick up guitar if you already know how to play piano? Because I've heard people say that 
um, well I mean you know I studied music later on at university too I, you know, there's no real reason to you know study things it just makes things easier to remember yeah or to codify uh-huh. you know what I mean if you have more references you've seen it on a music sheet and you know right. it in your head and you know chord progressions and you know right. you know notes and stuff like that then you know music becomes easier right yeah you know, eventually, like when you go to music school, you learn that, you know, symphonies are actually a one chord going to a four chord. You know what I mean? They just take a whole long time to do it. To and, they, and they, you know what I mean? And they, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, you know, there are, it's, and, and if you've already learned song form and stuff like that, then understanding the development section of a symphony and going to, you know, whatever, those kind of things. I've never uh, heard it put that way. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so. Yeah. And then, then stuff you learn there takes a long, whole long time, or stuff you've learned playing in bands, you know. And then you start to, you know, it, it takes a long time for all kinds of things to settle in. Right. And twenty years later, you're thinking about something that somebody told you, and you know, and you, mm-hmm. and you're going, oh, <laughs> light bulb goes on. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? With that songwriting or playing or production or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's always cyclical. Stuff comes back to you. you know I mean? It always seems to, to doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, very cool. I've so much enjoyed having you guys. You're one of my favorite bands here in town, and you play a lot, a lot of different places. Do you still are you still over at Brothers Burger a lot? Uh, which is a really cool place. Yeah, yeah. over yeah. in Berry Hill, which is right next to where all the big studios. Are you playing night. Tuesday nights? Yeah. Good. Yeah. We'll have to stop by. The yeah. next one is uh, this Tuesday, November 9th. But we play one Tuesday a month, usually the first or second Tuesday of the month. Yeah, we'll, we'll post it on our website. We, we mostly cool. play at Brothers Betty's. Browns, Bobbies, and Bobbies. So all the bees. All in so we, call, we, we call it the bee circuit, and also <laughs> it has to do with yeah. It also, because they also serve beer and beef byproducts. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> all the bees are covered at, at one point or another, especially like uh, Browns and Betty's, and you know, have all had like Burger of the Year or you know, the best burger in town. So we seem to be like you know, has to do with anything that has to do with ground beef. That's right. That's great. <laughs> We're in the ground beef circuit. <laughs> I'm changing my name to Babe for the next show. There we go. <laughs> Before we go, can we? Ha- you know what? Usually we do four, but I don't. I've lost track. I just want to hear one more from you. Okay. Sure. Take, can you take us sure. out with one sure. more? Yeah. Of yeah. And, and thank you so much for the pie and for being on the show and sharing your stories. Thank I've you. So much enjoyed this show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank yes. you, Dave. You're yes. great. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Okay. What do you want to play for us? What do you want to do? Two songs better. Wedding dress. Wedding dress. Sure. Okay. Wedding dress. Oh, that's a cool song. That's based on a true story. It is? Yeah. Give them a Tell us about that, because we um, like the stories behind the songs. So, uh, I don't know, the. there's this girl that my friend knows, and uh, she was going out with a guy, and she thought for sure he was going to ask her to marry him, so she went out and she bought her wedding dress, and she put it on layaway, and he hadn't even asked her yet, and she started making all these plans and everything, hmm. and um, she said, honey, I got my wedding dress on layaway, and my man on hold. <laughs> Two, one, two. Statistics say I should be married any day. Pray I don't run out of time. Sometimes I wonder, ain't getting younger. I'm a woman in my prime. I've been dreaming about church bells ringing And he ain't even proposed Got my wedding dress on layaway And my man on hold 
country punk hillbilly sound of the Nashville pie holes. Thank you for being on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. Check out their new CD, which is called Show Me the Pie. It's out there wherever you pick up music, okay? And we'll talk, Thank talk you for you next listening time. to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.